Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast. If we haven't met or you're unfamiliar with this podcast, hi, I'm Amy Lynch and I've been bringing my kids into business settings since becoming a parent in 2016 and becoming an accidental activist along the way. This podcast contains a mixture of solo and interview guests mini episodes focused on all things parenthood, business, flexible, and remote work with kids. Season 4 is rolling out and has been sponsored by the Startup Community Empowerment Fund, which is presented by Startup Canada, MasterCard, UPS, and BDC. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a review online. It helps other parents find the podcast. Christine Michelle Carter is a mother of two kids, a Forbes contributor, and founder of Minority Women Marketing, who has been called the mother of LinkedIn by the New York Post. She is an advisory board member of Mom Congress, published author, regular guest speaker, and contributor to Forbes Women, Time, Entrepreneur, Huff Post, Health, and Parents Publications. Our conversation is split into three parts. In the second mini episode, we talk about negotiating for a raise, how she is currently spending time with her two children, and the role models that she grew up with. Let's get into it. I know that you're providing coaching or sessions for women and you I've seen that you're talking about, you know, asking for raises, uh, how to market yourself or position yourself on LinkedIn. So you've mentioned you got a promotion during the pandemic. Is there any advice you have for listeners who are maybe wanting to ask for a raise or seeking a transition? right now? Yeah, so I would make sure that you have all documentation of your successes in the workplace thus far, any projects that you've led, and what the so what is on that. So basically what the ROI is that you brought to the company, was it dollars saved? Was it a percentage of time that uh, was reduced on the project? Did you lead an X amount of team as far as the size? And when you come prepared with that R not only do you have a strong case with evidence of why you should get a promotion, but it also helps to just combat that imposter syndrome that so many of us deal with. And it's a good practice, even if you're not trying to get a promotion or a raise, because sometimes you can feel defeated. And by the time it's time to update your resume, you can forget all of your accomplishments. Even I'm guilty of that. So I highly encourage that as the first step. And then I'm always encouraging folks to contrast. So when you are about to get um, into negotiations, think about a very high number all day long, or at least 24 hours before the negotiation, and then the number that you're aiming for for a salary. But keep repeating the very high number in your head until it's time for negotiations. So that way, once you actually go in to negotiate that number that you want as a salary, it doesn't seem as high as the number that's been playing in your head for 24 hours. So for example, if I said, to you, I wanted to raise, um, I was making, let's say, God willing, $400,000. And I wanted to raise up to 450. There can be that imposter syndrome can kick in and make you feel like I don't deserve this 450. I'm lucky enough with everybody in the economy right now being out of work making 400 as it is, or do we have the budget for that? All of that is not your concern. If you're worth 450, then ask for the 450. But the 24 hours prior, if you know that you're uncomfortable with asking for that number, say a number like 900,000 in your head all day long. So that when you ask for 450, it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's half the number I've been hearing. Psychologically, it's not that big a deal. And you talk about, I'm going to go to your book now in Mom AF. I have a a swear-free podcast, so I got to bleep out some things if they come out. But so you say that 
you went through a journey, owning your stuff, good and bad, redefining what truly makes you one sane, strong mother. And this was published in 2019. So we're three years on from that. And everything you've just said, I just want to go back to that time and just look at how have you changed in the last three years? And what do you think you've learned since you published that memoir? Yeah. So with regards to the book, career wise, it hasn't changed much. I've always been very confident, but I am now at a place where I feel like I have the experience and the tenure to be very unapologetic. Before it was a confidence, fake it till you make it kind of thing. And now I feel like I have accomplished a great deal and certainly putting out the book helped. So career wise, I am probably on steroids as to my personality. And then at home, thank God my kids are older than they were in the book. So we now get to enjoy each other's personalities versus me being um, a don't touch that you can't watch that turn off the TV, brush your teeth kind of mom, God bless you. It does get better. It gets different. (laughs) But it also gets better. You know, like the 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 challenges change. But now we get to enjoy each other's personalities as they're preteen and an older kid, which is just absolutely glorious. Um, And I just enjoy spending every moment with them as a single mother. And from a relationship perspective, yeah, I'm type A, I like to be organized. I'm very anal, you have to take that. That's who I am, take it or leave it. I've learned, I've learned to be more comfortable in my own skin. And that's the beauty of maturing as a woman, we get more comfortable in our own skin. And I'm definitely there. Thank you for giving me this whole point of this podcast is to give like a light at the end of the tunnel from people who are maybe further along career wise or parenting wise than than the listener so that you feel like yes, I am going to keep going. There are other people like me, I'm definitely in the don't touch that brush your teeth. It's very challenging to have one on one time with them individually. And when I do, I see more of their personality, but you're also exhausted when that happens, because it's usually the end of the day or, (laughs) or super early in the morning when everyone else is asleep. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Uh, Did you have any, I don't want to say role models, but did you have in terms of owning who you are as a parent and showing up and work and not being apologetic and having the drive to fake it till you make it and try to go for things? Did anybody invite you to step up to that? Or did you see it in your own life before you became a parent? I saw it in my own life before I became a parent. So I was raised around some very strong black women. My aunt was a superintendent uh, within the state, has a building named after her. My mother, oh my God, she's like one of the um, strongest and most successful professionals I've ever met. Uh, My aunt taught me what it means to give folks customer service and appreciate clients because she was in retail. And my grandmother um, by far was the biggest influence on my life. And uh, she was a stay-at-home mother, you know, I and and my aunt eventually became one too. But it is the stay-at-home mothers who have inspired me the most um, throughout my life to live unapologetically. And I think that they are doing God's work. And I think they're doing very hard work as well. It's funny, like when I went back to the workplace after maternity leave, becoming a manager or being a manager just hit different. It was different because it was like I was a manager at home, but then I had to manage these people who I couldn't necessarily give timeouts to when they very much so deserved it. So it became even more of a chore and even more exhausting. So I think that's why I appreciate stay-at-home mothers because you're a manager 24-7 and it is so difficult and you're managing a household on top of that and you're underappreciated usually if you have a 
spouse and in the house as well. So I've learned from them to be very unapologetic and to ask for what I want. Yeah, you're living basically with a household of people who trigger you and exactly. uh, encourage you to heal your wounds maybe uh, through your day to day if you want to choose differently. If you're like maybe breaking cycles or generational things that have happened in your family or like you mentioned your grandmother influencing you. One of the writers I follow, she talks about honoring your grandmothers and doing the things that they didn't have the opportunity yeah. to do in their lifetime. And it makes it a lot easier to show up or put yourself out there or do those things. Thanks again to Christine Michelle for speaking with me about how she uses mindset practices to enter into business negotiations, what her current home life looks like, and the women who've inspired her in the past. The next episode will feature the final part of our conversation where we'll talk about the need for more women to enter into politics, what she's doing about it, and how she currently invests in herself and her family. Check out her work at christinemichellecarter.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. Connect with me, Amy, online and access your parent-friendly entrepreneurship, flexible and remote work resources at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.